KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem, Yerushalayim. www.kimitzion.org Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's shiur will be the shiur in the mitzvah ashavuit, the weekly mitzvah, Harav Binyamin Tavori. In Parashat Chayesara, we have the tragedy of the Ptira of Sarah Imenu and Avraham coming to find a place to bury her. The whole Masao Matan, the whole business deal with the family of Ephron Achiti, with his community, takes place obviously before the Kvura. There is no din of nichum avelim before the kvura. In fact, it is improper to do nichum avelim as long as the body is not buried. Nevertheless, we will discuss this week the the mitzvah of nichum avelim as the mitzvah of this week. The Gemara in Sota. Daf Yudalid Amadalif mentions a number of things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did and therefore we should emulate him. For example, last week in Parashat Vayera we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to be Mevaker Choleh so therefore we know that it is proper to emulate the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and we also should be Mevaker Choleh. The Gemara there similarly says that after the Ptira of HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself gave the bracha to Yitzchak and apparently the Gemara learns that is a concept of Nichum Avelim and HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself is Menachem Avel therefore we should as well fulfill this mitzvah of Nichum Avelim. The Rambam says in Hilchos Avel that although these mitzvahs, all the mitzvahs included in this Perik Yudalit of Hilchas Avel, those mitzvahs include Bikr Cholim, visiting the sick, Nichem Avelim, comforting mourners, being involved with funerals, being involved, Lahavdil, with weddings, taking care of guests, etc., etc. The Rambam says all these are mitzvahs de Rabbanan. Rabbanan commanded us, based on the Gemara of Metziah, the Rambam learns these are our mitzvahs to Rabbanan. The Rabbanan commanded us to do all the above. However, the Rambam adds, even though they're all included in the concept of really, we should have thought that this is a biblical law. The Torah told us, means love your friend as you love yourself, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And therefore, everything that you would want to have done for you should be done to other people as well. Therefore, it would seem that this is the mitzvah daraisa. In fact, some Rishonim really say that Nicham Avelim and Bikucholim are mitzvahs daraisa. In the first Shorish of the Rambam of Sefer Mitzvahs, he quotes the Bahag as saying that these mitzvahs are daraisa, or at least they're counted in the Minyan mitzvahs. And the Rambam attacks them because the Rambam attacks these opinions because he thinks you should only count mitzvahs that are really Daraisa. And the Ram says these are not Daraisa, they're included in the concept of Yafta Recha Kamacha. 
Rav Aaron Salavechik, Zichrono Levracha, explained very briefly, I will summarize what he said, that a mitzvah daraisa of Nicham Avelim is essentially a chovas halvavos. It's essentially a, an inner feeling that a person should have to treat his friend properly. But there is an external manifestation of this internal love. If someone really loves someone else, then he will do to others what he wants done to him. Therefore, since it's a chovas halvavos, he feels that there's no coercion on the part of Bezdin to fulfill this mitzvah, because you simply can't coerce someone into feelings of love, of fear. However, midrabanan, there's a, a drabanan specific law that there is a din of nicham avelim, and therefore, for that particular din drabanan, which is not an inner manifestation, but rather just a simple chovas ha'ivarim, it's a simple obligation that a person should do, so therefore, Rebaran explained in that particular part of the mitzvah, there would be even coercion of bezdin when appropriate, when applicable. The mitzvah of nicham avelim, whether it's the rice of the rabbanan, is accepted by everyone, that it's certainly a mitzvah, and obviously a very important mitzvah. Interestingly enough, the Rambam says in Hilchos Avel, in the Laws of Mourning, Yehra'eli, it seems to me, whenever the Rambam says Yehra'eli, it means that he has an opinion that he apparently has not found a direct source for, but it seems to him, based on his logic, that this law should be true. The Rambam says, Yehra'eli shenechamas avelim kodim lebikrocholim. If a person is faced with a situation where he has two different mitzvahs to do, either mourning the two comforting mourners, nicham avelim, or going to visit a sick person. The Rambam says, it seems to me, shenicham avelim kodem. I think nicham avelim comes first. Why? Shenicham avelim gimilas chesed im achayim vinamesim. Because... Bikacholim, I'm taking care of the person who's ill. True. But apparently, there are two kiyumim. When a person comforts a mourner, there are two different aspects involved. A, it's a gemilas chesed, an act of chesed, an act of loving kindness. But this act of, lo- of loving kindness can be bifurcated into two parts. In one hand, it's an act of gemilas chesed toward the person who passed away. It's a gimnas chesed of the sign of respect for that person who has passed away. On the other hand, it's also a gimnas chesed to the person who is the avil. So there are two kiyumim. A kiyum for the niftar, for the one who has passed away, and a kiyum to the one who's sitting. So it's like a double kiyum. The Rambam does not necessarily mean that two kiyumim are better than one kiyum. Uh, Rav Pameranchik in a sefer called uh, Emek Bracha pointed out there might be other places where there are two mitzvahs, two kiyumim, and nevertheless one major kiyum could outweigh two kiyumim. But he just explains very briefly, apparently the Rambam thinks the mitzvah kazushi it's not because it's two mitzvahs because of the nature of this mitzvah that it's a, a compound even if it wouldn't be two mitzvahs it's just an important mitzvah and therefore it is it proceeds it would 
overtake the mitzvah of Bikacholim. The Radvaz on the spot, on the Rambam, says, Im lo if not for the fact that the Rambam had thought this, had said this, I would have thought backwards. The Bikacholim kodem, I would have thought that Bikacholim should come first because a person who doesn't Mivakechole is almost causing or involved in the illness itself to the extent that the Gemara says Ki'ilu Shafechdamim as if he's spilling blood. And he quotes the Gemara that anyone who visits the sick actually causes him to live. Obviously, the Rambam did not mean that Nicham Avelim would precede a case of Pikuach Nefesh. If we are talking in a case where the Chole, the sick person, really needed someone to take care of him, so much so that there would be a life-threatening situation without this visitor, obviously the Rambam would not think that Nicham Avelim comes first. But it's referring to a general case of Bikacholim. When a person comes to visit a sick person, it's true that the Gemara waxes eloquent to explain that it's a very important mitzvah. If a person doesn't visit him, it's as if he's spilling blood. But nevertheless, in a case where it's just a regular case of Bikacholim, not an extraordinary case where the person who's visiting him is actually trying to save his life in some way, so then the Ram thinks Nicham Avelim comes first. Now, would there be a case where these two Kiyumim do not coincide? Is it possible that we would have one Kiyum without another? In the Rambam, whenever he mentions the laws of, of Nicham Avelim and Bikacholim, it would be interesting to note which did he mention first. The normal case, according to the Rambam, should be that Nicham Avelim would be before Bikacholim. According to the Rambam's concept that Nicham Avelim is more important than Bikacholim, it should really be first. In the Gemara, in Sukkah, where it says that the Mina Gavancha Yerushalayim on Sukkis, the special people, these citizens of Yerushalayim, the Gemara says that they used to walk around carrying the Luluf all day. To show their love of mitzvahs, Anja Yerushalayim had this habit of carrying a Luluf all day. And the Gemara there says they used to go Levakecholim, Lenachim Avelim. They used to go to visit the sick, they used to visit to comfort the mourners, carrying a Luluf. It seems from the list based on the Gemara that Bikacholim came first. The Rush, actually there, reverses the order of the Brisa and says, Anshe Yerushalayim went Lenachem Avelim and then Levakecholim. And it could be that that's the text. Rav Jolti has an article about this in his Sefer called Mishnah's Yavitz and he quotes the Sefer of the manuscripts of Ksav Yad Minchin, that Sefer Dikduke Sofrim, which has the original manuscript of Minchin copied in it, or the comments of Rabbi Rabinowitz there in Dikduke Sofrim explain the variant text between the Munich manuscript and our manuscripts. And it's true that in one manuscript we have that Nicham Avelim 
comes before Bikr Cholim. However, if we'll look in the Rambam, there in Hilchos Lulav, it really says that Bikr Cholim precedes Lichem Avelim. Now, I don't know if you can really argue from the fact that the Rambam quoted a Gemara that says that uh, Anshay Yushalayim went and Nichem to all day with a Lulav first, uh, with, and first he mentioned they happened to go for Bikr Cholim and Nichem Avelim, that Bikacholim precedes Nichem Avelim. The order of the statement is not necessarily true, not necessarily precise in saying that this is more important or less important. However, Rav Jolti came up with a very interesting idea. Rav Jolti thought that on Yom Tov, there is actually no Avelus. Because according to the Rambam, there's no Avelus at all. We're talking, of course, a case, a person died on Yom Tov, and we postpone the Avelus till after Yom Tov, or if a person's within Yud Beis Chodesh, and he's now after, in the middle of Yom Tov, the Rambam holds there's no Avelus at all. In that case, Rav Jolti thought very cleverly, since those days, the person is not in Avel. But yet, there might be a concept of Nicham Avelim for the Kavod of the Mace. So he thought in such a case, where there's only one part of the Kiyum, perhaps Bikucholim really would come first. But when there's a double Kiyum, and there's not always a double Kiyum, when Yom Tov Rav Jolti claimed there is no double Kiyum, so then, perhaps in that case, Bikucholim really would come first. And that's why the Rambam really does have Bikucholim first in that particular case. There is another case where we could discuss a difference between the two kiyumim of Nichum Avelim. The Rambam, based on the Gemara, says in Paragdalid Mehilchos, in Paragimel of Hilchos Avel, that if a person has no other mourners, a person died without any living relative who would sit Shiva. So the Rambam says in Parak Yud Gimel Halacha Dalit, a person who passed away and there is no mourners to, to, to comfort, we have ten fine people come, and they sit Shiva in his place the whole week. And the rest of the people come and visit them, gather with them. And the Rambam says this is the proper way to do it. The Ravid says on the spot, There is no basis for this. It's difficult to say what the Rambam, what the Ravid was arguing about. He just says this has no Shoresh. This is a Gemara. The Gemara says exactly what the Rambam said. A Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kufnun Beis. The Gemara says the person doesn't have any mourners, so we should have a minion for sitting Shiva. As a matter of fact, Rabbi Salavechik used to tell a story of the family of the Arsameach. The Arsameach who lived in Dvinsk passed away, and he had no living relatives. So the Ragachever, who was also a Rav in Dvinsk at that time, the Rav the Ragachever said that there should become a minion 
and they should mourn. So the Rambam is based on a Gemara, and we see at least that some people really followed the practice. So it's hard to know what the Ravid wanted. In this particular case, Rav Jolti also thought that what is the idea of the people coming to the house where the person passed away, to mourners who are in quotation mark mourners. They're not really mourners at all. They're only people who are sitting there in order to provide a, a, a metzius, a case, where people could come to that particular house for some sort of nicham avelim. So, there also, it seems that we would have a kiyum of avelus, which is a kavod, a nicham avelim, which is a kavod for the mace, but not necessarily nicham avelim for the people who are, who are sitting there. In such a case, Rav Jolti then argues, this it would be akin to the case of Yom Tov, where there's only one kiyum, there's only one kiyum of Kavod HaMais, there's no kiyum at all of Kavod HaChai, of Kavod HaAvel, there is no Avel. So in that particular case, Rav Jolti said, perhaps the law of Bikacholim would precede the law of Nicham Avelim. The mitzvah Bikacholim is a very big mitzvah. Nicham Avelim is greater, according to the Raman, because it is a double kiyum. In this particular case, where there's no double kiyum, then perhaps Nicham Avelim would be subservient to the mitzvah of Bikacholim, which would take precedence. The question would be, is the assumption of Rav Jolti really true? Is it possible to say that there, in this particular case, where there's a week of people sitting shiva who really are not relatives, that there's only a kiyum in Kavod HaMais, and there's no kiyum at all of Kavod HaChai? It's possible to say, and it seems that that's what the Radvaz, explaining the Rambam, really thought, the Rambam apparently thought that of course the Gemara said you bring ten people to the house of the other of the of the pa- person who deceased in order to have some sort of nicham avelim. But who told you that you have to have ten people who would be the the people to sit there the whole week? They should be not involved in their own particular life the whole week. So, there's a certain time the Radvaz thinks that everybody would agree you have to have a minion there. Like, make a minion for davening, make a minion for some part of the time, but you don't have to have a, a, a group of Avelim sitting there all day. Is it possible to argue that according to the Rambam, not only do we tell people to sit there the week, they actually become the Avelim. In Nefesh HaRav, Rabbi Shechter wrote in the name of the Rav that there is a kiyum of Avelus even with people who are not mourners. And he quoted a Gemara in Brachos, that the servant of Rabbi Gamliel, that famous servant named Tovi who was really considered a person who was kosher, a very fine person, the Chodava, for all purposes. When he passed away, Rabbi Gamliel accepted Tanchumim. 
people came to comfort Rabbi Gamliel. Even though Rabbi Gamliel obviously was not one of his relatives. So you see that Kabbalah Stadchumim is part of the Avelis. So the Rav, as quoted by Rav Shechter, says, you see from here, that there is a Kim Avelis even with other people that are not the relatives. And he said, the Rav therefore said that, for example, in the case of adopted children, there's a whole discussion if adopted children would have to sit shiva for their parents who are not really their parents, but who adopted their children. On one hand, they brought them up, raised them, took care of them, but on the other hand, they're not biological parents. So the Rav said, as quoted in this Nefesh HaRav, in Shiva, There is a fulfillment of the concept of Avelus if they do Tzitshiva. Because he said, if there wouldn't be a Kim of Avelus, then it would just be a ridiculous joke to say they should sit there for a week and act as if they're Avelim. So perhaps we could say that that is really what the Rambam meant. The Rambam thought that for the week of, of Shiva, though the people really do become the Avelim, the, rel- the people who a person who dies without relatives, we, we would hire or tell or request from people to sit Shiva that week. But they, in effect, become the Avelim, not just that there's a, a Nicham Avelim. If that's what the Rambam means, we could suggest that, that is the Machlokas between the Rambam and the Ravid. The Rambam says, if you don't have Avelim that week, so we tell people to sit Shiva the whole week, and they become Avelim. The, the Ravid would argue and say, Lazayim Shorish, there's no Yisod, there's no, uh, there's no source for this concept that they become Avelim. Yes, the Ravid knows that the law exists. In case of Rahman al-Islan, a person passes away without any relatives, yes, he would agree that there's halacha of telling people to sit there Shiva. But it means for a certain time, for part of the day, for whatever you have to do, for the times that people would come, etc., etc. But if there's no din that they actually become Avelim. And the Rambam perhaps thinks, no, they become Avelim. And therefore the Ravid says, that I don't know. I don't know any source for that. If that would be true, then we could actually argue with Rav Jolti's Chiddush. Rav Jolti said in this case also, where the people who sit Shiva, who are not related to the person who passed away, then Bikacholim comes first. According to our line of reasoning, it's not true. When a person comes to Bimenachim Aval, albeit to people, who really didn't have to sit shiva, but undertook to sit shiva for this particular person, like the case of the of the relatives Ki'ilu, not really, but the people who sat shiva for the Arsameach that we mentioned before, perhaps in a certain sense they become Avelim as well, and therefore the double Ki'um might be in any case, and even in a case where the people sitting shiva Ki'ilu, who are sitting shiva, but not really as relatives, perhaps even in that case, there would be a double kiyum of Nicham Avelim, and therefore, perhaps Nicham Avelim would come first. This question would also help us analyze another case. Rab Moshe Feinstein, in many achronim, raised the issue whether Nicham Avelim can be done by telephone. The real kiyum of Nicham Avelim somehow is to go to the house where the person passed away. Today we explain it's to the house where the person lived. Really, according to the sources, it seems to be the house where the person passed away. But the idea of going to that place apparently is a, 
a, a special benefit to the person who passed away. So Rav Moshe was was asked, "Can you do nicham avelim by a telephone?" And Rav Moshe, in his tshuva, there are a few t- places where he refers to this, but I'm referring to is Igras Moshe Arachaim Chelik Dalid. In there, there's an, a tshuva which uh, many many parts to it, but uh, it's Simon Mem of Chelik Dalid of Arachaim. So he discusses also the double kiyum of Nicham Avelim. And he says the double kiyum of Nicham Avelim only exists when you come to the house where the person passed away. Perhaps today we say where the person lived. But there is a, key, a double kiyum. But over the telephone, Rav Moshe says there is no double kiyum, but yet there is some sort of a kiyum of of respect, of dignity shown to the person who's sitting Shiva when it's impossible or extremely difficult for a person to come in person for Nicham Avelim, so you do have a partial Kiyum, but not of course, the full, the full Kiyum. So the Ramosha says that the bottom line is that there is a partial Kiyum of Kiyum of calling the house of an Avel to speak to the Avel to give Nicham Avelim, but it's not a full Kiyum because you don't have the Kiyum of Kavar Hames. Then Rav Moshe raised another issue. Perhaps it's improper for the Avel to speak on the telephone at all. And there he said, it's obvious to me that whatever is necessary for his own personal needs, the or his family needs, the Avel is allowed to speak on the telephone, and therefore, when they call him to the phone to accept Devei Nechama, he says, it's fine, it's legitimate, and there is a partial Kiyum. Interesting the, that the Rav is quoted in another Sefer of Rav Shechter, it's called Penini HaRav, that it's not so simple that a person, a Avelim should be done by telephone. Because he quotes a Gemara in Moed Kotten Davchav Chesamet Beis that somehow a an Avel is to be accorded the respect as if he were a king, and he says the Rav quoted by Rav Shechter said it's perhaps not proper as Derecheretz to ask him to get up from his place to speak to someone with it with on the on the phone, and therefore with an Avel. Generally, he wouldn't answer the phone himself, and therefore it's not proper to tell him that somebody's waiting for him on the phone and wants him to come speak to him. I wonder in today's world where the cell phones are so common that A, the Avel can answer the phone without getting up, when B, even if he didn't answer the phone, but somebody does not ask him to go to the phone, rather gives him the phone, he, he sits in his regular place, I wonder what the Rav would think under those circumstances. Bechol Mikre, Rav Moshe said there's a partial kiyum of, of Nicham Avelim by the telephone, and he thinks it's proper. Whether it's proper to speak on the telephone or to go to the telephone, I said, is something that we could discuss The Rav Soloveitchik raised in the Sefer. I'd like to end this shiur with a comment that I, I vaguely remember that Rav Soloveitchik said, but I've not seen it in print any, any place. When we depart, when a person leaves the house of the Avel, the Ashkenazi custom is to say, 
the Kinui, the name for HaKadosh Baruch HaMakom, is analyzed by Rav Shechter and those Svarim as well. In the name of the Rav, he said why we use the strange term, well, it's not so strange, but it's not normally used. It's only used in rare occasions of HaMakom. I'd like to refer to the end of the statement that we do as Ainichum Avelim. Betoch we tell the mourner you should be comforted among the people who are the mourners for Eretz Yisrael, for Yerushalayim. It seems to me that I once heard the Rav explain this phrase based on the famous Gemara at the end of the third parak of Bava Basra. The Gemara says there that from the time of the Churban Beis HaMikdash, once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, it really would be proper no longer to eat meat. After all, God's table, the Mizbeach, is bereft of meat. There's no meat left on the table. And therefore, how would it look that we would eat meat and HaKadosh Baruch Hu as if it were possible that HaKadosh doesn't eat meat? Then the Gemara says it would be the same thing for wine, that the Mizbeach, there was wine, and we'd have. how could we drink wine? That the Gemara says, and there, if that would be true, there should be no water, because there was also water in the Mizbeach, we shouldn't have water. The Gemara then says the ultimate statement, really, we should no longer have children. After the Beis HaMikdash, we should no longer populate the world. The world should come to an end. But the Gemara says, but you can't live that way. We can't live without meat, we can't live without water, we can't live without wine. And therefore, you do not make such a gezerah, you do not make such a decree which people cannot fulfill. So you see from this Gemara that the concept of the Churban Beis HaMikdash really means that I should feel the world has come to an end. And I really cannot understand how the world can continue. But... Nevertheless, we are told that such a gzera cannot be, and the world must go on. We must continue, despite the pain, despite the feeling that the world has come to an end, we have to continue our lives. And apparently, this is what we say to every mourner. Every Avel feels that with the death of his relative, with the death of someone so close to him, how is it possible to continue life? How do we say life goes on? And we say that we've learned already from the Churban Beis HaMikdash. We saw that no matter what happens, even though intellectually, emotionally, we feel the world can't go on, we do have to be comforted, and we do have to continue living. HaMakom Yenachem Etchem, to every Avel, we tell him God will comfort you the same way all the people who are in mourning for Sion Yerushalayim are comforted and continue living.